welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Happy New Year! It's so exciting to be in the new 2021, and although the landscape might look somewhat the same, I think the feeling and the energy behind it is a bit different, and that feels really good. I would love to introduce to you my very special guest that will be joining me all throughout the season of What Moves You with Jesse. My mom and career marriage and family therapist, Cheryl Douglas. I can't tell you how excited I am to bring you in on the conversations that we typically have every other week for multiple hours. (laughs) We talk about everything about life. We take a deep dive into the understanding of our mind and about how life works and how we create our experience. And it's always sprinkled with a great sense of humor because mom is where I get it from. (laughs) So, After the year we've had, it occurred to me that I thought it would be incredibly comforting and entertaining and leave you with a really loving feeling to join in to these great conversations with my incredible mom. So, let's dive in. We start with an introduction. Enjoy. Hi, Mom. Hello, beautiful. (laughs) Everybody, this is Cheryl Douglas, my wonderful mother. Oh, now you're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) So you want me to say some kind of history? Yes, what have you done for your career, Mom? Well, I call it I was in the chair, which means that I was a family therapist for around 30-something years. And at times in there, I would do consulting for Sutter Women's Health. And uh, that was enjoyable as I kept my private practice going. It was difficult at times because I worry about everybody. You know, I've got that worry wart that you (laughs) gave me that I stick in the window. Oh, yes, the little clay, the little clay worry wart guy. Little wart. Looks just like a wart. Yes. I had when I was about 10. <laughs> and so um I've done that, had four kids. You're you're the caboose. You're way down the road. And so uh and they've all been a blessing. You're the only one that's decided to go kind of in the field. So we have a lot in common. But I think that the part that was the most concerning for me in private practice was I always worried about teenagers because you know what they do. They hang their fanny over the precipice all the time 
And I was always hoping they'd hang on at least by their fingernails so <laughs> they could learn more about themselves and listen to their own wisdom. So most of my belief back in those years, even though I was trained in therapy, most of my belief, and I was very quiet about it, it was my secret, most of my belief, in fact, I should say all my belief, was that everybody had their own answers. It was just my job to help them find them because then that now I know it's about wisdom. So I was just a team member. I, would, I didn't want anybody to come to me for thinking that I had the answers because I always wanted them to be able to walk out of my office. I was always working to lose a job with my clients. And uh, when I felt they were solid enough and they had found their own feet and groundedness, then I would say, do you think you need me anymore? And, oh, I'm never leaving. Mad about after two or three more sessions, they would find themselves that they were fine. So anyhow, that was always, that wasn't what was taught. That wasn't the people usually around me felt that way, other therapists, but that was always. And then you can always get to somebody's heart with a crazy sense of humor, as long as they felt safe. So anyhow, that's that's my history now. Now I have all these women in my family that give me straight, honest feedback. And I always say, who taught you to be that way? It's always, <laughs> you did, mother. Mother. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's fantastic, Mom. And, and we'll dive a little bit more into the nuance of how all of the way that you practiced kind of was a really nice natural natural like build up into the three principles that exactly. you and I both live live by now. But um just for for today, um tell me a little bit about uh because you know your dad, my grandpa, was yes. also a licensed therapist. And your sister, my auntie, is also a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. It's um, a family disease. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, tell me a little bit about, um, were you influenced by watching grandpa be a counselor? Or do you did you have resistance to it and then end up having to, you know how I kind of thought to myself, oh, I would never do that. <laughs> And I took 10 years to come around the bend and wake up to my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> it's a curse, isn't it? <laughs> so was it similar in that you thought you would try something else first? Or did you all, all kind always kind of know that that was your direction and then timing was just, you know, the, the rest was left up to timing and, and becoming licensed and everything? Well, I would say it's a um, it's interesting because I didn't have much thought about what I wanted to do, and then I was married and had three kids, and then when I was kind of I began the search. That's what I 
I really got clear about that I there was a long time I wasn't in the search. And then now, then I began to do the search. And what came up was how easy I could talk with people. What, what my dad gave me, <clears throat> my mother taught me so much about nature and peace, what nature brings and, you know, was a bird watcher and beautiful home. Just, just it was a real uh, homemaker. Man, could she make pies? Wow. Yes. Anyhow, and but what my dad did for us was that he would listen to our feelings and ask us about our feelings all the time. And then he always said that the thing that I thought was beautiful was when I look back about it, when I thought I didn't do a good job or something didn't go well, he would say, what did you like about what you did and what you would you do next time? So it was always a, a, a evolving as a young person. And then any consequence was always about uh, if I came in too late or whatever, he would always somehow get out of being the bad guy, but I always learned my lessons. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I think he was 6'4 and very quiet man, but but he ruled the he he ruled any room that he went in because he was such a gentle soul, you know. Yes, I could I could vouch for that too. He was just yeah, such a gentle a, giant, but yeah, but you knew giant. he was there and and you would listen. Yes, and he really had love of children, so that's why he became a school psychologist. Also, besides being licensed, yeah. And he said, "You're really good at that. I'm over here in the system. I'm good at that, but you're really good at the other." Yeah. So, anyhow, does that is that enough? Does that answer your question? Yeah. 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 So when you he me got me to help me understand myself. And, uh, and of course, that's that's a work in progress forever. <laughs> Even yeah. if maybe it's on the other side, it's also, it's you still have to grow. Who knows? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you want you more, just, get you more. Just gave me a good idea. You just gave me a good idea for another episode. We'll have to oh, talk about okay. what you think about the other side. We have lots of episodes. <laughs> We've got lots of episodes. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's great. I just, you know, I really appreciate that what you're saying is grandpa really did without realizing, you know, well, maybe he did know, you know, maybe he'll come to me in my dream tonight and tell me that he knew what he was doing the whole time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it's just beautiful that he was always honoring your own wisdom as a young person. Right. Wondering what you're wondering what you know, what your common sense was around things as yes. opposed to telling you what he thought was supposed to be. Yes. That, that was, that was, uh, that wasn't in there. It was, it was right. Not that my feelings were wrong. Yep. Was, well, tell me more about that. You know, that's that kind really of thing. A, that's a big deal for that era. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, he had a lot of stuff, a lot of pain, I think, about being raised by his grandmother, who he adored, and not by his mom uh, and dad because of their um, 
divorce situation way back there, you know, because he died at 92. Right. Seven so years ago. So it was way back there. So anyhow, um, so he, he, but they loved him dearly. So in, they were very good for him. So that's so he had some, he had some things he, he worked with, you know, yeah about that. So he was very sensitive about being very present for us. Yeah. And he was also my high school counselor for crying out loud. <laughs> it's, it, it just because of the rotation when I got into high school and he was at the same high school as I was. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I just remember sweet things about that. He always gave me 25 cents for brunch. And he have it lined up in there and I just get in his, and take 25 cents so I could get a seven up candy bar. Anyhow, <laughs> lots of sweet things. So many sweet things. Oh my yeah. God. That's so touching. Mm -hmm. So would you say, and this will be my final thought, because we've already hit 20 minutes. This is oh, how Brian out loud. That's <laughs> we should tell the people that how you and I, you know, <laughs> you know, at mom and I, we were joking before we got on here that, you know, folks come to us, you know, for, you know, all of our, all of our sense. And yeah. yet before these, before getting on for this first podcast, we were both feeling nervous. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> I know. And here we are. And it just comes right out. I know. Um, mm. Well, I've, I think a, a nice kind of final idea would be, what would, uh, do you remember when it hit you that you would like to be of service to people and helping people in that way? Well, I think it was it, it was probably uh, in my middle 20s when I started searching around. And it became really very uh, easy. And it sounds so practical when I say, besides I think having the value of, of dad working with children and I think that, uh, and he always deeply valued children that, um, deep, deeply valued children that didn't fit in the system. So, yeah. so that's why he developed a whole independent, you know. So, excuse me, my phone was going off. That's okay. So anyhow, um, so it was right in my middle 20, about 25, 26, somewhere in there that I uh, went back to Sierra and then went to Sac State and then got, went all the way through from my master's degree. But it was very simple. It, when it dawned on me one day was, why do I reinvent myself? Why don't I just add on to you? Why don't I add on to what I'm really interested in? And I started that when I read the book, Man the Manipulator. And I called your aunt and I said, I am the biggest jackass on the face of the earth. <laughs> because all of a sudden the doors, I, I woke up and all of a sudden the doors opened up to myself about learning more about myself, which then bridged into wanting to help others. Wow. So, 
that's that was it was the book that I was laying outside in my bathing suit, getting all hot and you know looking like I wanted to be brown. Yeah, from one of the reunions we were going to, and I said, "My gosh!" And Dad had given me that book. You might be interested in this, he said. Man, the manipulator. I don't even know if it's in print anymore. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's all I remember. And was it kind of um... idiot? But <laughs> just not aware, you know. <laughs> well, that's it, right? Because it's you know we we get into especially when we're in search, right? We start searching, searching, looking at all the things around us, go trying to find ourselves, right? And then the moment we realize that the thing is right under our nose, and most of the right. times we're already kind of doing it in our days. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Just, um, you know, you just wake up, you know, like you've been in a sleep. Yes. And then, then it begins. And I'm still working on it. Yes. But way more peaceful, you know. Yes. And you've been such a wonderful teacher about all this. So it isn't like I've put everything I've learned away. No. But I have integrated more with, with the three principles or more of me than the old way of being. And it's been wonderful to be retired since uh, for five years because then I just focus on uh, the three principles and using that. And sometimes I'm wonderful and sometimes I suck and get in my head and all of that like everybody else does. And then I have to pay attention to being in the moment. And that's when the wisdom comes. But it, sometimes it's just not, you know, I'm too much in my head, all my thoughts. Yeah. Like the rest of us, because we're human. Oh, I know. It's yeah. a pain in the neck to be human <laughs> sometimes when you just should not be want to be this flying fairy that's always wise <laughs> and, then, and it never happens like that exactly dang makes us all equal in this growing business doesn't it yes it does mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. humble so I, what'd you say humble humble yes mm -hmm. yes that's why I say to folks, every single client, when they finish up an up, you know, a, a session and they, you know, are talking about how wonderful I am and how wonderful this everything is. And I just turn it right back around and I go, listen, I'm just a few steps ahead, reaching my, reaching my hand yeah. back, pulling you forward. This is nothing, yeah. nothing to do with me. I'm just speaking the truth about how we work. Right. Picking up what I'm putting down. That's all. Right. It's so true. Yes. It's so true. That's why we're all partners in this growth and sharing. Exactly. So, true. so I think this is a beautiful place to stop for our first episode. Well, not bad, huh? <laughs> we'll Easier than you thought, huh? Oh, yeah. I thought, how in the heck can I be smart and wise when I have a... I have no idea who the hell I am most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm seventy-five freaking years old. You'd think I'd get a hold of all this. 
Well, I'm glad that you trusted that I could see more clearly for you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I love you tons, Mom. I love you back, honey. Okay. More to the moon. Is that what we say? Yes. Love you to the moon and back 25,000 times. Oh. <laughs> uh, so okay. wonderful. Well, everybody, we will be back next week. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, the, the, the spotlight is still going to be on mom. We're going to share a little bit about the differences that she sees between the old paradigm, the tr in tr traditional therapy and psychology versus what we talk about here on what moves you with Jesse. So I'll see you next week, mom. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That was wonderful. Nerve-wracking, but wonderful. <laughs> and look, we did it anyway. And we're, yes. still, and we're still okay. <laughs> yeah. We're still breathing. Yes. Okay, I'll see you next week. Bye, honey. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to share with friends and family and give us a rate and review on iTunes so more folks find us in this little corner of the podcast world. And give me a call. The hotline is always open for questions and comments. The number is 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.